Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, well, well. Welcome back to Talk Screamers, episode 7. I'm Sybil. I'm joined by Jake. Say hello, Jake. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Now, Jake, where is that fucking gobby southerner that's normally here as well? I don't know. I think, to be <laughs> honest, mate, I think he's vanished off the face of the earth, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, well. No. Oh, well. There's plenty no. of other gobby southerners out there we can find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, football. Football happened last night. Um, Germany got absolutely destroyed by Spain. <laughs> it was amazing. You know what I think... Uh... Uh, I think destroyed is an understatement, isn't it? <laughs> I did not in a million years see that one coming. I'll tell you that for free. Um, we we ran a poll on Twitter, didn't we, to see if you know people thought that it could happen potentially. Uh, you know, would Spain qualify? And fifty six percent of people said no. Spain are not going to beat Germany, and forty four percent back Spain. But I can guarantee that no one backed a six nil win. I'll tell you that for free. Do you know who didn't see it coming? Most of all, with Germany. (laughs) Germany did not see it coming, and they they just could not. I don't think they they could not like get to grips that it was actually happening. They just stuck with the system. They just wasn't working at all. Uh, And it's not as if um, Spain were doing anything revolutionary. They were just doing a simple sort of like man marking, high press, high energy sort of uh, game, and they were just using their. Well, their physicality was far, far superior. Um, Tony Cruz said after the game, uh, Spain taught us a lesson in football today. I won't forget it for the rest of my life. (laughs) I'm not surprised. I mean, the thing is, like, the Germans have done that to so many teams, haven't they, over the years? And, like, (laughs) maybe, like, to have it done to them. I bet they're sat there going, Christ, that's horrible. <laughs> like Now we know how they all feel. I would, it's not even like it was a bad Germany team out either. Do you know what I mean? It was like it was like their full strength side and they got absolutely battered. It was um, the full strength. The, the, the front three of uh, Timo Werner, 
uh, Leroy Sane and Serge Gnabry. That's a fucking tasty front three. Well, they, that's yeah, a, that's you know what I mean, that way, doesn't it? Um, but Leroy Sane was absolutely fucking nowhere near it. And I was really, really surprised by that because I've been watching his good form uh, at Bayern. Um, even though he has a lot of his good performances have came off the bench at Bayern, um, he's still been really, really good. Uh, yeah. The thing that I didn't really get with Germany's side is that the, uh, they, they decided to play Serge Gnabry through the middle and Timo Werner out on the left-hand side. And yeah, it wasn't I as if they were, Yeah, it's not as if they were, like, switching around or anything like you see in a lot of front threes where sometimes, you know, players find themselves, you know, some you'll be through the, one will be through the middle one minute and then, you know, after 10 or 15 minutes will be out in the wing or, or whatever. They, was, they stuck to it originally that Leroy Sané was out on the right, Timo was out on the left and, and Serge was through the middle, which I wasn't... I just didn't get it because Timo Werner is now being sort of geared towards being a, a number nine going through the middle. Even though he, he did play a lot of good football at Leipzig um, out on that left-hand side. Um, but Serge Gnabry as well, he never really plays through the middle. He normally plays off the wing. It's because he's, he's normally get through the middle, you've normally get Lewandowski and then Muller sitting not far behind him in the Bayern yeah. side that he plays in. And I've seen Serge out on the left and I've seen him out on the right and he's effective at both of those things. So I'm not really sure what the thinking was to have him play through, through the middle. He did look a little bit out-muscled going through the middle and he did look a little bit out of place as if he... Because a lot of a lot of Serge Gnabry's game is cutting inside and just running running defenders essentially. You can't really do that it. if you're there through the middle. He's so fast as well, isn't he? So he's he's very suited to being on that on the wing. Um, yeah, I didn't really understand it, especially you know Werner's been been pretty good for Chelsea as well up, front, up top through the middle. Um, so to see him out on the left and then like you say Gnabry in the middle is. And it wasn't like, it, you know, looking at the stats now, Germany had two shots the entire game. Um, I know they hit the bar. Um, it was Serge but, hit the bar and it was a fucking yeah, yeah. beast of a shot. It's like, yeah, cut, it was, cuts yeah. on his right foot and just fucking rattles it. <laughs> That's what I mean. They had they had two shots the entire game. They had 30% possession. They had no shots on target. They were on two corners. So, you know, that's for a team that's as good as Germany, that's shocking. But, um, you know, they, they were unbeaten this year so far, but obviously, obviously that's been well and truly flattened now. Um, you know, do you think that Lowe's in trouble in Germany? Do you think he's in trouble? You know, no. they got knocked out of the, the World Cup in the group stages. They're ranked 13th in the world. You know, it's it's not no. the best time. But I, no. yeah, again, I can't. I can't see no, him being in I trouble, don't. but no, no. Um, just because he, they, probably it's like it's, it's a Southgate. You can compare it to Southgate, who we've talked about recently in the last podcast. Mm. Of um, they have like he's in the same um position of he has quite a lot of security, job security from doing a lot of right things. Um, yeah, exactly. But to be honest, unless you're going Jurgen Klopp in, you're not really going to get a better manager for the German national side. Um, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Other than that is bringing fucking Louis Van Gaal. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring him back. I can, yeah, bring him back, and um, that's probably the only. I, I can't really think of a manager off the top of my head that probably slot in that role nicely. Um, it was, it did look like a one-off occasion. Yeah. Germany did switch to the to like a five-four-one near the end of the game, and, and like I think it was like seventy-five minutes in, where they kind of did hold Spain off a little bit better, but still conceded, <laughs> still conceded, even though they moved in that defensive shape. Um, yeah, but they, it was very, very clear that. After 10, 15 minutes, you know, you know, sometimes a team starts really well and it's like, uh, but it's 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 just a burst of pace, a burst of energy that normally kind of fades out after 15, 20 minutes. Spain just didn't have any sort of look that they were going to be giving up any ground. It didn't look as if they were going to give an inch up in this match. Um, and it was quite obvious that Germany either needed another body in defence or another body in midfield um, because those, the front three of uh, Sani. Gnabry and um, Timo, they were just not tracking back. They were they were not doing the yeah. hard work. Um, 
and the, Mid, the full midfield was yeah it was, it was very overrun wasn't it it was overrun in that sort of area um yeah carry on mate sorry yeah the full the fullbacks looked as if they were they were um just really pinned in and by the time they were beat it was just one man at the center back and that, there was quite a lot of it i mean just stuff that didn't make sense i mean the the first goal they concede is a header for, for alvero morata he's, he's a striker that he scores a lot of headers i mean yeah you know for me it's his hair gel that's what kind of gets him all in the net <laughs> but it's it's quite obvious that he's got that's part of his game so i don't know why they put serge Gnabry marking him at the back post i've no idea why you know what i mean why he's picking him up yeah exactly because Murata's a good, like, half foot taller than Serge Gnabry. Gnabry's not a defender either, so he's not yeah, really... Yeah, he's not, so was... he's not renowned for his head and ability either, is he? <laughs> no, exactly. So, I just, I didn't, a lot, a lot of Germany's tactics last night just didn't really make sense. I didn't really understand what they tried to achieve. When I seen the, the midfield of uh, Gundogan, um, Tony Cruz, and uh, who was it? Who was the other midfielder? The third man in midfield. Um, yeah, it was Gundogan, Cruz, and two seconds. I'll just get it back up. Some defensive midfield. Yeah. Um, it was Goretzka, actually. It was Goretzka. Goretzka, who's a bit of both. Goretzka's a bit of a box to box, but they just looked absolutely nowhere near it. And I looked at the, the Germany team and I was like, wow, this is a tasty side, this. Um, yeah. You know, when you think we're a midfielder of Gundogan, Goretzka and Tony Cruz, you think, well, Gundogan and Goretzka, they're going to get a hold of the ball and Tony's going to make the passes and make the plays. Um, that didn't happen at any point in the game. Nah. <laughs> not not once. Um, Goretzka, he left the pitch with a big fucking huff on. Um, you could tell he, because he's, he's usually, he's a top, he's an elite level player, Goretzka. Um, yeah, he is. He's really he, good. Yeah, he, he, he definitely was, was not happy. Same with um, Tony Cruz. I mean, you look at the, and Gundogan as well. So, like, you know, I mean, these are these are three players that play for the top, well, top level clubs in, in their respective leagues. Gundogan is a, he's a regular for um, Man City, Gretzka for Bayern Munich, and Tony Cruz for Real Madrid. They're, that's a top level midfield, and they got absolutely schooled um, by by the front press from Spain. Their pressing for the front was was absolutely superb. Um, Gaia, the left back, was 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 amazing uh, for Spain. He really really stood out for me, and he's a, he's attacking and he's a t- defensive player. He just he wasn't giving an inch to any. But uh, Ferran Torres got a hat trick. So deserves. Yeah, so deserves. First, com- just, yeah. Go on, mate. Uh, it just so so deserves. And do you know what? It should have been seven 0 because Murat had a a goal disallowed that was offside that was it was clearly on. Um. So yeah, absolutely could have been honestly seven eight or nine. That's it. That's the thing, isn't it? It could have been could have been a lot worse for Germany than just the six. So you know, yeah, probably can count themselves a bit lucky. Really, that it just stayed at six now. <laughs> Definitely, Ferrand Ferrand was just absolutely amazing. Yeah, he Murata. could be a very big big player, couldn't he, for Man City? I mean, I don't know how much he went to Man City for, but I think it was like twenty million or something. It was only about twenty million. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a lot. Absolutely ridiculous um, how they've made that signing. These and I've watched them in the Premier League a wee bit as well. If I'm trying to settle in, uh, to, and obviously we're not going to see the best of them right away. You, you very rarely do with footballers, um, but I think in six to twelve months, uh, I, I could really see them as a as a regular, a real regular in the Man City side, um, which is obviously huge. I and mean, I could see them getting into the Spanish side <laughs> a little bit more as well. Uh, no, no, David de Gea or. Uh, Kepa and the goals of uh, the Spanish national team. Uh, not surprising. Yeah, no. Um, they were both on the bench, weren't they? Which always strikes me as a bit bizarre when you've got two keepers on a bench, but um, I think that's the way it is now, isn't it, in these international games? Yeah, neither of them started. Neither of them have been, especially um, Kepa, he's been 
shocking this season, hasn't he? So he was never he's never gonna play. I don't think no matter how bad De Gea is, Kepa would ever unseat De Gea. Um but obviously De Gea's now he's on the bench as well, isn't he? It's that um what is it, Simeon or something like that? Who's in goal uh, now? Unai Simon and Simone, he, yeah. Yeah, he plays for Atletico Bilbao. Uh, yeah. he's in good form. He's commanding and big and strong and decent with his feet. And he looks a really, really good goalkeeper. Uh, and credit to uh Luis Enrique. Who was dressed like a fucking tramp last night? Dressed <laughs> 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 like a fucking yeah, tramp. Yeah, definitely. Um, credit to him for playing an informed keeper because in um, nations closer to home, yeah, you don't really see that with keepers getting played that are informed. Keepers getting picked because they're getting the big name play for. Well, they've got a wee bit of history um, because David De Gea is playing. He's still Manchester United's first pot, first pick goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, but obviously Luis Enrique's not seen enough and for a big game and it was a big game because Spain had to win it um, even I think Luis Enrique said before the game it's win or win um, because yeah, they, they do it. obviously they want that winning mentality they want to go to the, <laughs> the National League finals um, but yeah all Spain and, and Luis Enrique who's obviously a top level manager who delivered a very harsh lesson to Germany last night <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely definitely alright should we move on we shall. Should we do a break? Yeah. All right, we're back and we're talking Balotelli to Barnsley. <laughs> I love that this story's got legs. I love I love when we see these things in the news, Jake. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It's brilliant, isn't it? You just think, like, I, see, I remember see, I seen it on Twitter and I thought, that's got to be a joke, surely. But apparently, um, apparently they've contacted him, haven't they? And said, you know, <laughs> would you be interested in coming to Barnsley? Um, I've heard that, after doing a bit of research on it, that Watford and uh, apparently Leeds as well are also interested, but I can't see him going to Leeds. Bielsa, I can't see him being happy with that. Uh, no, especially no. The, especially the especially the form that Patrick Bamford's in. Do you know what I mean? He's on fire. So yeah, replace him with Balotelli, are you? But yeah, I can't believe it. Balotelli to Barnsley. Do you reckon it'll happen? I, I can't see it happening. Sure, I fucking hope so. <laughs> I can imagine it being like a statue of Balotelli in the middle of Barnsley Town Centre. Um, yeah, I would just... fucking love it. I'm not, I don't think I've ever been to Barnsley, but I would go to see Balotelli. That'd be funny. Um, I mean, let's be serious. Uh, I mean, where else is he going to go? He's got MLS. He can obviously go to MLS and go can He can go Canada China and China and stuff like that. Um, but really, he really is um, not in demand. <laughs> As in, I've not seen yeah, him linked uh, to any big he's, clubs. He's no big clubs on fourth tier span. Um... Italian team, isn't he? That's what he's doing at the minute, just to keep his fitness up while he's looking. But like you say, he's not like linked to anyone, is he? Apart from Barnsley, by the sounds of it. But it's it's uh, seeing that story just got me on a bit of like a, an interest into like you sort of weirdest football signing. So obviously, uh, I've got a couple here to give out to you. So uh, do you remember um, Edgar Davids? Obviously, the the incredible. Incredible player that he was, you know, the yeah. Dutch international into Milan. The glasses. Um, you know, there you go, all these big teams. You thought, you know, he went to Spurs, that was a bit weird. And then, like, just the fact that he was at Barnet. <laughs> <laughs> like, Edgar Davids was the player manager of Barnet. Uh, in, in, in the that sounds like a, like a football manager thing. So even like you used yeah. to like in the older football managers, you'd obviously find Edgar, Edgar Davidson. Like that's what if I mean, you get like... go like seven years in the future, and he's like player manager, <laughs> fucking Barnett. That's what I mean. You know, you look at it and you think, what? <laughs> like what? I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, he's taking over his manager, and then he was like playing, and it was like he's just he's, he's on like the wing, player mate. manager. 
And I'm pretty sure he got. I'm pretty sure he got sent off as well. So like, it's like, well, what does he do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's brilliant. Um, a couple of other like just like random ones is uh, Kyle Lafferty to Palermo. Like, what? what? <laughs> How did he get there? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Oh, he's sex fit. He plays Palermo. a foot. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know, he's uh, uh Who else have we got? Some. Uh, Stephen Colker when he went to Liverpool. Obviously, he was a centre back, wasn't he? So everyone thought, oh, defensive cover. But yeah. the few the few games that he did play, Klopp actually played him up front, which was like, <laughs> <laughs> he brought him on, he, he threw him up front, and um, he was just like just had every ball. <laughs> Brilliant! Like I love that. Um, and then some other like weird ones that sort of worked out like quite well. So like Gary McKenzie, Liverpool was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, exactly. Because he was so old when he signed. Yeah, like um, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> if you had AJ Acocha when he went to Bolton, like it's like bizarre, wasn't it? Because he was at you know but, um, like PSG uh, and stuff. Yeah, but, but he was such the, a good player. Have you seen him holding a, a shot? He, like he's holding yeah. a shot, mate, and he's like devilled. He's like fucking devastated. You know, JJ Acocha is so good. They named him twice, wasn't he? That was like the the standard yeah, sort yeah. of thing that they said. And you think the teams he played for as well, and you think, how'd you end up? How'd you go to Bolton from PSG? How? Not it wasn't like he was at the end of his career either. You know, he's like still had a few years left in him. And you think, how? How'd you get there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brilliant. Uh, I say what was an interesting one. This one uh, that I found as well was that Gattuso was at uh, Rangers. I didn't know that. It can Gennaro Gattuso play for Rangers when he was when he was nineteen. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I read a quite a funny thing that he was greeted when Paul Gas by Paul Gascoigne because Gascoigne had shit in his socks <laughs> 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 to like to, to welcome him to Rangers. Gascoigne had uh, yeah, he took a shit in his socks and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently Gattuso wasn't happy, but that had have been something that would have been interesting to look out. Uh, Gattuso <laughs> and Gascoigne going at it in the changing room. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, but I'd be pretty uh, fair. Gaza shot in my socks to be fair yeah I wouldn't I probably wouldn't say anything to him though especially during that time do you know what I mean oh he'd have had your life wouldn't he yeah right. have you ever heard the story of um, when fucking Gaza broke into Alan Coyce's house <laughs> no so fucking no, I, was, I was listening to our talks but Ali McCoy's telling the story of it when I, Gaza was at Rangers and, and Ali was and he said he was upstairs with his wife and he fucking heard a lot of rustling down, down the stairs he's like yeah. fucking hell someone's broke in so he gets a golf club out and that and he walks to the stairs and he sees the fridge open and it's fucking Gaza stood there <laughs> <laughs> and Ali's and like Bevy. Ali's like what the fuck are you doing and Gaza said oh I was fucking hungry and I, I had nothing in my fridge <laughs> so I came over to make a sandwich it's like oh, fucking wow. it's like three in the morning <laughs> you know what like 90s Gaza is the best thing in the world um, it's like some of the stories that you hear him that you just think Jesus but the thing is what helped him though was he's such a phenomenal footballer wasn't he like and, and he got away with it because of how good he was And but you just think like some of the stories that people say about him and he's just like oh, I don't even know and you think Christ like <laughs> how did he get away with going out all week and then turning up on a Saturday and just absolutely being the best player on the pitch wherever he was it's mental like absolutely mental but that's the thing people people often ask like how good he would have been if he if he didn't do all that fucking mental shit um, yeah exactly crazy to think about crazy to think about yeah it really was um like you say how good could he have been you know he could have been that 
elite elite level sort of spoken about in the same as sort of like Maradona and and that sort of level of player because he was he was that good but sadly his um his personal life just sort of let him down didn't it but you know he's a he's a hell of a player really really good been a lot of players like that over the years like George George Best said uh, uh I gave up the the um the women the the drink and the cars for about fifteen <laughs> minutes oh yeah it was the first fifteen yeah, minutes of my life yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's another one, isn't he? Like and and Maradona though, he was the same. What yeah, a player! He, but like, yeah, he was the end of his career. He, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's probably the greatest of all time, isn't he? Um, yeah. And then sadly, it just sort of all fell apart, and it went a bit wrong. But what what a player! Like you say, George Best again. What a player! Yeah. Gaza exactly the same. Um, so a lot nothing, of players. Nothing quite warms a heart like a picture of old Maradona on cocaine. Yeah, like Napoli, isn't it? He's just like stood there, and his his eyes are like proper wide. But then he'll go and he just he just bosses the game for ninety minutes, and you think, oh my god, he's so good. Like <laughs> the Napoli, do you know what? Like the Napoli manager and that were probably sat there, and they were like, we could, we need to like, we need to do something about this. But then you know, he does he does a line, and he does he he bosses the game, and they think, do you know what? Just give him another one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he's brilliant. He was he was quality. Like you say, though, it's just a shame that a lot of these players um sort of ruined 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 their legacy a little bit, didn't they, with, with their actions off the pitch? It's very very doubtful we'll ever see anything like that again. Um, yeah. the players are absolutely mental off the pitch. Um, because obviously the commitment to fitness and well being it takes to be a footballer in this day yeah. and age is, is absolutely insane. Uh, the way the modern game's going. Um, so we'll probably, probably yeah. ever see it again. So all we can do uh, is look back. Definitely, definitely. Right, buddy. That's uh, that looks like we're just about done. Uh, have you got? Is it nominations for screaming of the week? Screaming a week, yeah. So I've got. Um, oh, two seconds. Let me just get it up. But I've got my nominations. Um, it's a little bit of like a mix. So it was. Um, so we had Alexander Mitrovic, obviously his shocking like, penalty yeah. that, that saw saw the saw the magical Scotland qualify. Got uh, Gareth Southgate for um, uh, just a turgid England performance. And then we have got uh, VAR just because it's VAR. Yeah, it's there every week. Um, look, on, look, every on week. Yeah. <laughs> look on Twitter page yeah. for the poll. Give us your votes. It was a good, it was a lot of fun last week um, to get it in. Um, also, we are still doing a giveaway. Uh, that's not completely done. So go on to the Total Screamers Twitter page and go on retweet and do, do whatever you need to do. The guys are on the post. But you run a free fellow Batchy shirt. That's actually quite nice. Uh, <laughs> I wish we could enter the competition, but that would be slightly immoral. Um, but that's going to do us for this week. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Jake. Thank you very much, mate. I'll, um, I'll catch you on Friday, I believe. <laughs> Friday it is. Uh, thanks very yeah. much, Tim, yeah. for not turning up. Cheers for chilling us off again. <laughs> uh, we shall see you on Friday. Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.